0: Live from wherever you happen to be, it's the SNL Hall of Fame Podcast. And now, here's your host, curator of the hall,
1: Jamie
2: Dew.
1: Oh, it's so twinkly. It's just so twinkly. My name is Jamie Dew. I am the curator and host of the SNL Hall of Fame and the SNL Hall of Fame podcast. I want to welcome you into the hall, but before I do, please wipe your goddamn feet. It would be unkind of you to soil the sacred ground here at the SNL Hall of Fame with your filthy feet. So there's that. We are back again for another week of enjoyment and excitement here on the SNL Hall of Fame podcast. This week, I am joined by my friend Aaron Rizak, and we get into a conversation about Melissa McCarthy joining the ballot of the hall. So McCarthy has been on the show several times, and she is a wonderful host, throwing herself in. If you haven't watched her hosting uh, episodes and, you know, you are more aware of her through her more recent uh, cameos during the Trump administration when she portrayed Sean Spicer, well, then you're missing out because there is a tremendous... A catalog of great sketches with her in it and Aaron and I uh, get into that in this episode. Does she belong in the hall? I don't know. That will be for you to decide and the way that's going to work is once we have filled the ballot at the end of the SNL season, we will open it up to you, the voters, to select 12 candidates 12 nominees 12 balloteers from the list then i will do some careful tabulation after removing my shoes and we will determine whether or not these players uh, achieve the requisite 51% of the votes if they do they will be enshrined forever into the SNL Hall of Fame so that's pretty exciting You know, I've been thinking, wouldn't it be cool if I could get some sort of plaque or something like that that I could send out to anybody who, you know, makes it to the Hall of Fame? What do you think? Is that a good idea? Is that a bad idea? Is that a dumb idea? Send me an email, jamie at snlhof.com. I would love to hear from you. And of course, if I get an email and it's appropriate, I will read it on the air. I am also looking for your feedback in terms of Apple Podcasts rating and reviewing. Apparently, it's a a thing still that we as podcast hosts ask uh, whether or not, you know, this is something that you can do for us because it is helpful and we need that kind of help to get the word of these podcasts out there. The show is doing really well. Uh, I, I was really surprised to see it charted in the Netherlands. So that's cool. Uh, if you are listening you know, from the Netherlands right now, uh, hello and welcome. And I'm glad you're here. But that's really... All I have for you in terms of preamble, we are well into the process of balloting. This is the, what, the sixth episode of the show, seventh episode of the show. So there are now, after this episode, there are seven people on the ballot. And there will be probably about 30 when all is said and done. So it's going to be tough when it comes to voting. But at any rate, uh, like I said a moment ago, let's go to the interview that I conducted with Ms. Rizak and talk a little bit more about Melissa McCarthy. So get ready for that because that is coming right up after this little break. Aaron Rizak, Jamie Dew, Melissa McCarthy, SNL Hall of Fame. Let's do it. like how are people being judged? So I think a good thing to maybe start on is methodology and you know how you approached this category of host for the SNL Hall of Fame if you want to speak to that
2: Yeah well you you presented us a list uh, to choose from and when I when I looked at the list it was really who is funny? Like who stuck out as me as funny? Who was in sketches that I remember that I quote from that I occasionally will just rando watch on YouTube? Right? Like who do I think is funny? And I um and then I kind of worked backwards from there. Melissa McCarthy jumped out at me immediately in your host list. Uh, because she has so many memorable sketches and I just think she's fucking funny. And then I think I might have done it backwards, like in a reverse order than other people. Like, you know that I'm a lawyer. Other people don't know that I'm a lawyer. And sometimes I'm prosecuting a case and I think, you know, I know this guy is guilty. He knows he's guilty. The judge knows he's guilty. But I just can't say, your honor, he's guilty. I need some evidence of his guilt. So then I kind of work backwards for my evidence as to why Melissa McCarthy deserves to be in the Hall of Fame beyond me just saying she's fucking funny. So I kind of went (laughs) back through the history, and I would say I'm a fan of SNL. I would not say I am a student of SNL. So I know what I like, but could I tell you the order of the episodes that she was on or which sketches were on which episode, except for maybe Sean Spicer, because that's very topical. Other than that, I couldn't tell you what order. So I kind of went back and rewatched, you know, that's how I went about
1: it. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. All right. I think it's important to note that uh, Melissa McCarthy is a five-timer. And she did it in relatively short order. She did it from October. Her first appearance was October 1st, 2011. And then she was invited back each of the next three seasons. So she was on 37, 38, 39. And then 41. And then she came back during the height of the Sean Spicer era, uh, for, for her fifth timer performance in season 42. So in, you know, five years, she managed to six years, she managed to show up five times, so clearly they like her.
2: Yeah.
1: You're not the only one. And this is a, this is a, an important distinction when we talk about hall of famers. You know, they are, they are people that get their hands dirty and they do the work. Um,
2: well, that's, that's what what stands out for me about her amongst almost every other host.
1: Tell me more about that.
2: Like, well, it's apparent from the very first episode that she hosts, which I had to go back and check the order, as I said, but it's physical comedy right off the bat. Like in the very first episode there's like that Lulu diamond sketch where she, and I generally do not like the SNL sketches where they do like old timey movies or reference back to old oh timey right. movies. Okay.
1: Yeah. I remember this one. Yeah. Yes. I know,
2: that's not usually my, I don't, I don't generally go for those, but she does one. And I think she falls down the stairs four times in,
1: in <laughs> she falls up the stairs. Up once, the stairs. Yeah. And she, <laughs> right.
2: And you know that if she's going to be on that, she's going to, She's going to wear crazy costumes like the wig department. I can't decide if they're excited or terrified because they're going to need like eight totally different bananas wigs for every (laughs) sketch that she's going to be in. And she does. There's there's a lot of hosts who just read the cue cards. Right. And some of them are very successful. They're hilarious reading the cue cards. But she is a physical comedian. Right. And she's. It, and she's got fully, she's doing characters. Like a lot of the um, hosts, they play the straight character in the sketch, right? And she fully formed characters. She's jumping through windows. She's falling downstairs. She's dumping gum or. Uh,
1: ripping apart a pumpkin. Like yeah. her very first appearance. Yeah. she's She's one of the. Maharl, I can never say the name right, but the Maharol sisters. Yeah, I can't say it either. Yes. <laughs> she's like the fifth Maharol sister. Yeah. And she's got the bulked up, the, the crazy arms. And she just yeah. walks onto the stage and rips apart a pumpkin and eats it. <laughs> yeah.
2: She also drinks the salad dressing. That is all from one episode. Oh, the right. down the, 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 Hidden stairs, Valley Ranch. the Yeah. So that's all one episode. And
1: Yeah. The Hidden Valley Ranch is very, very uh nuanced character work that is that pays off with the physicality and the the wackiness just it's bananas.
2: <laughs> well that's the first example I think of her playing the lovable weirdo against a bunch of normies. Like she does that a lot on Saturday Night Live. That's a really great way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> right? She does it she does it in on a game show. She does it in one of my favorite Runs of sketches where they have like the moms who are kind of a part of a cult. They're very funny. I think it's on the Mother's Day episode, which she hosted. She hosted the Mother's Day episode one time, I think. And I think that's the one. But my absolute fave, like I could go on and on. My absolute fave of her as the lovable weirdo against the normies is PJ. Do you know the sketch PJ? No, I don't.
0: Please welcome to the first ever meeting of Women's Group. I know we're all very busy with carpools and birthday parties, but I think it's great that we're taking time to focus on ourselves and our goals. Oh, I thought this was just an excuse to drink white wine in the afternoon. (laughs) Carol, you're bad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll go first. Um, My goal is to fall back in love with my husband. Um, I want us to play, and... uh, I want to be wooed. Mm-hmm. Carol? Okay, um, I guess, okay, I just want to, like, slow down, you know? I want to cook more, and I want to worry less. Oh. Yeah. I'll go. Um, I want to start really considering the things I put in my body, and I want to take more photographs. Um,
3: I'll go. Uh, this year, I would like to avenge the death of my father. <laughs> He was taken from me 10 years ago, and now I plan to ex- exact my revenge on the individuals who caused me this pain.
0: Um, I want to learn how to set up my Kindle. Okay, um, that's great, everybody. Now let's pull out those vision boards that we all made. Alright, now, uh... Denise, would you like to go first? Uh, um, These are some images that I find inspirational. Um, These are fresh cut peonies. Uh, This is Jennifer Hudson. (laughs) This is yogurt. (laughs) Um, And this is an angel. Oh,
3: Um, Okay. on mine. uh, This is my dad. And uh, this is me over his dead body screaming, No!
0: <laughs>
3: this is really kind of before. This is the before image, and then and then this is the after. Are you holding a human head? Yeah, yeah I am. Uh, this is the head of uh, Raul Scorpion Diamante. He is the man that killed my father. This is the only known photo of him, and I hope to place red X's in his own blood over his eyes when I find him, and coincidentally, I also have
2: yogurt.
0: Very good job, PJ. I can tell you're very serious about your goals. So, who's next? I wish I had gone before PJ, Um, but this is mine, so... um, this is my dream kitchen, uh, it's kind of, it's a Hampton style with a lot of, like, copper details. I just, I like the airiness of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, alright, anyone else? Uh, I got another one, um... I, kinda,
3: I just kind of got into it, it made sense to me. Um, this vision board is showing, uh, El Scorpion's inner circle.
0: I'm sorry, why are you on there?
3: Oh, very astute, it's nice. Um, yeah, I've been able to infiltrate his organization by gaming, gaining their trust mostly through sex. Um, I consider my body a tool, not not unlike a Swiss Army knife. And I love that sweater, by the way.
0: Oh, uh, thank you. That's a very cute blazer.
3: Oh, yeah. I've had it for a while. I don't even know where I got
0: it. Oh, yeah. And Taylor Loft. Oh, um. Okay, now, did anyone and everyone bring an object that inspires them? Is Uh, that... Yes. Uh, Okay, this is my own personal copy of Under the Tuscan Sun with Diane Lane. And, um, I don't know, she just reminds me that we, as women, are like fine wines. (laughs) I'd
3: love to borrow that from you. I love the message. Um, okay, I brought a box. Each time... I've erased an individual as, as part of my journey. Um, <laughs> I've taken a trophy and uh, and put it in here. But I will warn you that the contents once seen cannot be unseen. <laughs> so, you guys ready? Not, I, I think I we're fine. I think we're good. Are you sure? Okay. It was it was mostly ears and one penis. So. <laughs>
0: PJ, I I know we all just met you, but it seems like a lot of your visioning is less about finding your best self and more about, um, murder. That's fair. (laughs) But, you know, women's group is about letting go of the past. So uh, what I want to know is, not who was PJ, but who is PJ?
3: That's a great
0: question, um, who
3: is PJ? PJ likes to laugh. Uh, P.J. can be a bit of a diva. Um, P.J. should probably give herself a break because she's a good woman.
0: Um, P.J., I'm sorry, what's that red dot on your chest?
3: Does it follow me when I move? Yeah. Okay, um, how how do you feel about gunfire in the home?
0: Um, Well, I asked you to take off your shoes, so... (laughs) Um, okay, uh...
3: I'm gonna probably go. I want to thank you for lovely spread and having me in your home, and I'll I'll see you at the next Women's
2: Weekend. There's so many. Uh, Yeah, she
1: really does have uh, like a list of people that she can, I, I, I mean, I'm guessing it's from the years of her performing on the main stage for the Groundlings and developing a lot of these characters. I was fortunate enough to be living in LA and going to the groundling school when her and Kristen Wiig were both on the main stage. And like, I mean, seeing the shows, they were incredible. And I had no idea like who Melissa McCarthy was you, but you saw this star power, you know, like you just saw something that was spectacular on the stage. And you, you really do see that in studio eight H as well. When she appears as, as, as a host, like you can imagine her being part of repertory players. Like she, she would fit in beautifully.
2: Oh yeah. She's so many characters. Like it, when you are a host and you bring back a character, like that is a pretty, like you, you do a character as a host, then you bring it back. Cause I think she, I don't know the name of the character, but that like that abusive coach. I think she does that one a couple of times. It's like a play on an American abusive coach, which my knowledge of like American sports scandal is failing me right now. But, uh, <laughs> um, Sheila Kelly, I think that's her character's name and she's like an abusive NCAA coach. And I think she does it twice.
1: Oh, and you can just, you can just yeah. vi- visualize her doing that angry voice. Yeah. To me, a host is somebody who is, in the thick of things during the writing process as well. And I, I just have a feeling that like she'd be up for that where they're up all night writing. I can see her being part of that and enjoying that process.
2: I think she's smart too. Like there's a sketch from um, one of the episodes where it's like a play on wheel of fortune and the Vanna white character is off sick. So She is the host's brother's girlfriend and she just comes in to be the letter turner for an episode. And there's a, there's a long phrase is the answer. And Fred Armisen um, guesses D and there's eight D's in this long phrase on the board. And she sucks at this so bad. She'd never done it before. And she turns over a whole bunch of letters and never reveals a D. And like, as far as I can tell, there's nothing, there's nothing, for, there's nothing for her to signal that they aren't a D, that anyway, that the audience can't see. So I'm like, has she memorized where everything is? And she is like fully performing this character, whilst also remembering where the Ds are, so she doesn't reveal a D because the character is not supposed to reveal a D. And she's moving up and down the board, and she's interacting with the wheel while staying in character. So great. So great. So great.
1: If you had to sum it up in a short sentence, why she should be in the Hall of Fame?
2: Because she is a comedian who performs fully formed characters, will do whatever they ask of her, will wear a crazy costume, will remember her lines, will deliver it with physicality and commitment, and she'll do different, like, totally different things. Every sketch in the episode is something entirely different that she is committing to 1000%, which is why they keep inviting her back, which is why when they honored the Matt Foley character on the 40th anniversary episode, she was the one that did it also super physical. I think she jumps on the desk and I like, I don't, I don't necessarily care about these things, but every single time she's hosted she's been nominated for an emmy and she won for the last time. And I know you don't specially care for stunt casting like someone coming on to play somebody in the news that's not a regular part of the cast. But I would say if there is an exception to that rule it's her Sean Spicer. Oh my like god.
1: Absolutely. The yeah. the fact that she 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 was a vetted host at the, at the point they invited her to be Sean Spicer. She had hosted four times, and that character was so fully realized, you know, the way she portrayed it, her anger, just this simmering under the crust anger. And, you know, she leveraged that into getting into the five-timer club she's really overdue at this point now it's we're season 46 and she hasn't been on since season 42 so we need to see her again real soon on top of hosting five times she's guested four times so they love her talk to me a little bit more about sean spicer
2: they really started to do that a lot with trump where they would bring people on to play people in the trump universe uh And I don't know. Trump-verse. The Trump-verse, right? (laughs) And I don't think you had to follow the news to think that that was funny. Right? Right. It is so funny. And she's, it's relevant if you are following the news. Like she's, there, the people in the press room or whatever, the briefing room, wherever she's supposed to be, like Bobby Moynihan is playing a New York times reporter. So like, there's like the, the sketch is so good. Uh, and she's playing just him angry, but also funny. And in the the later ones, like self-aware of his anger, right? Like he's, he's thinks he's going to tone it back. And then they take it to an absurdist level that they do sometimes on SNL with the puppets and, or not the puppets, the, uh, like the bins and she brings out the uh, props to like explain to what she thinks are the idiot media about what she's talking about. And in the first one, she like chugs like gum, like these little pieces of gum. And they manage to one up that later where she has one humongous giant stick of gum and she like (laughs) eats it and delivers the sketch. It's so good. And then they, they keep like, I don't love a repeat character just for the sake of it, but if they can develop it, right. And they develop the moving podium. And then like, I think at the very end, he like goes out into the st- streets of New York looking for Trump on the moving <laughs> s- Segway podium. Uh, it, and it's, it, it was very timely.
1: Uh, it sure was. Yeah. Yeah. At, at this point we weren't, we weren't quite clobbered over the head with, the Baldwin, you know, Trump, it it still seemed new and fresh. Mm -hmm. And the fact that she only did it four or five times that kept it fresh as well. Absolutely. So that was my talk with Aaron Rizok about Melissa McCarthy and why she belongs in the Hall of Fame. The argument has now been made. McCarthy has been added to the ballot. It is up to you now to take your pen in hand and prepare your reasons to vote or not vote for Melissa McCarthy in the SNL Hall of Fame. I want to say that next week we have a real special episode. It's episode eight. So of course it's got to be special because the eighth episode, you know, just needs to be special, right? Am I right? We are joined next week by Ryan McNeil and we are going to add Prince to the ballot in the musical guest category. So that should be a real great episode. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. And, uh, Ryan and I get uh, pretty deep into the career of Prince. I am admittedly not a giant uh, Prince fan. Uh, I am aware of Prince. Uh, I I know all the hits, but I'm not a deep catalog guy. But lucky for you, McNeil knows his stuff and he brings a well-researched argument where Prince is concerned. Um, And, uh, you know, we're going to play a Prince song for you as well. One of the ones that he played on SNL. So that should be a lot of fun. I look forward to it, you might say. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate and review the show. And don't forget to turn out the lights because the SNL Hall of Fame is now closed. Thanks for listening to the SNL Hall of Fame Podcast.
0: You can find everything you need to know about the show at snlhof.com. Don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcast. This is Doug Danant saying, This is Doug Danant saying, See you next month in the hall.
1: some such.